uh, Lily is our first. So Lily Thompson, I'm going to invite you to come forward. Um, Lily, maybe you could share with us about what God has done in your life and um, just tell us a little bit about why you want to be baptized, what God has done, anything along those lines so that we can hear. Okay, so hi, my name is Lily Thompson and I'm a junior here at Madison. Um, over the last two years, I've been drawn to faith, how it can motivate us and shape who we are. I think that for as long as I can remember, I've believed in God and that there's a reason for everything. But ever since I was little, my family didn't really go to church except for on holidays. And so when we attended church when visiting family, I vividly remember waking up on Sunday mornings and going to church. Um, that sparked my interest, but also my faith. Why did we do that? I knew I liked it, but I didn't have an understanding of religion. So when I went to church, the best explanation I can give is how it just felt like home. I hadn't been to any church in a long time. Um, then about a, a year and a half ago, we found out that my grandmother had lung cancer. I was feeling really confused, and my friend Reagan and her mom, Miss Millies, invited me to come to CC with them. When I came looking for help, God gave me so much more. Through continuing going to church, I started to understand that to follow Jesus and be fully immersed in him and in faith, you don't have to always know everything. Making mistakes is normal, and it's okay. This helped me understand the perfect love God has for us and how we can be forgiven. After a few services, I went to Beyond, a Bible study on Monday nights, and then to Young Life. It started to help me feel comfortable talking about my faith with the people around me, but also my friends. I started reading the Bible and truly praying. I started at random parts trying to comprehend the deep meaning and the personal effect that this book in front of me was supposed to have on my life. Hmm. At first, it's really hard to read in the way it's meant to be seen. But I saw something in an article online and I was trying to figure it out. And it said, don't try to read the Bible expecting anything. It doesn't always reveal what you look for. <coughs> I sat there and read, trying my best to keep my heart and my mind open. And I started coming to church by myself and with friends. And I felt called to be here. On July 4th, my grandmother passed away. And I was at an all-time low. And... Um, Trying to grieve and process my emotions was feeling impossible. Um, I was really close with her, and I felt lost. And so I came to a service on my own, and I, um, I sat in the middle of the auditorium. <laughs> um, and at the beginning of the service, the whole church was singing, and I don't remember the song. I just know that the feeling of belonging and the words of comfort hit me hard. Mm. I felt at peace when I had just been feeling so completely overwhelmed. Um, it, made me, it made me realize that God has been working in my life for longer than I ever could have imagined. But over the last few years, he's really changed my heart. I believe that being baptized today is the next step in committing to my faith, and God is now my safe haven, where I always feel accepted, but he's also opened my eyes to so many new possibilities for my future, so thank you all so much for being here. Karen? So Karen, tell us a little bit about what God has done, or what's been going on with you. Okay, your guys. <laughs>
friend or known each other for a long time, several years, but closer. it was about two years ago, a little bit two years ago, that um, God had our stories closer. sort of collide with each other in a really unique way, um, in a very beautiful way at the same time. And um, through that, she and I have become friends, and it's the kind of friendship that is eternal. And um, God used something in my life, my husband's funeral, um, for her life. And it's amazing they did that, and we've talked a lot about how him doing that has been a great kindness to both of us. Um, mm -hmm. And she has become a huge encourager of mine um, through all that she has been growing into and learning. So Karen's going to share her story with us now. Hmm. Thank you. <sighs> I, oh. yeah, just, you got to get close. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> If anyone knows me, trying to say something in five minutes is almost impossible, but I'm going to try. Um, I, was, I was born and raised Jewish. Um, really, a part of my identity wasn't just religion. It was a cultural, you know, mm -hmm. personal identity. And I was really comfortable in it. So I wasn't necessarily looking for anything outside of my faith. Um, but about two and a half, three years ago, um, I started feeling like this ache, this almost, it was, it was so painful, it was almost physical, but it was, there was nothing physically wrong with me. Um, and for whatever reason, it prevented me from fully feeling my life. And a lot of people come to faith at sort of a bottom, coming, you know, at the bottom of their life. For me, it was the complete opposite. Um, have a really awesome, loving husband, great kids, we're really blessed. I believe in being grateful, you know, and so walking around with this hole um, really befuddled me. <coughs> I didn't, if I'm so grateful, if I have everything, why am I walking around not feeling my life? Like literally sitting in a gathering of friends and family and not feeling fully connected. And the pain grew. And I actually don't wish on anyone that kind of spiritual isolation, that feeling that, um, that you can't fully feel. Um, I was part of a synagogue. I actually won a trip to Israel. And I'm sitting there at the Western Wall with my forehead on the wall saying, God, help me. Um, and he was listening. He just decided to do it in a different house. So um, I, I, knew, I knew Brian. I think I made him feel very uncomfortable every time we spoke, so bonus, but you know. <laughs> Holly and I were friendly, you know, acquaintances. Um, obviously, I felt awful when he died, mostly for Holly and her kids. Hmm. Um, I almost didn't go to the funeral, not because I didn't feel sad, but I felt like there were people who were closer to them in the community who probably needed the seat more than me. But my friend Jen Riddle said, you should go anyway to help others, be there to support others. Um, and thank God I listen. I always listen to Jen Riddle. <laughs> that has helped me a lot. So I go to the funeral and I'm thinking, I'm just going to be a support for the others who are grieving. And what I don't expect is what the miracle that happened for me, where um, Johnny was talking, Holly was talking about Brian really getting to feel and know God before he passed. Mm. And 
I'm standing there listening to this, and I closed my eyes, and I felt this rush, this like wave of overcoming love and awe and grace. And I started crying, and I immediately, even though I know there wasn't like someone saying, confess your sins, I just, I asked for forgiveness, and I was mm -hmm. just totally overcome by this, a love that I can't even begin to express to you. And the hole was gone, like that. And in my mind at the time, I mean, I'm having this major sort of religious experience while we're at a funeral, I don't want to make it about me. So I'm like quietly crying in the corner. And, but in my mind's eye, I saw Johnny there with Brian and with Jesus and like this golden light from where I was to where they were. And then I remembered something from months ago that I had totally forgotten. I was in my car and I had heard some like snippet of New Testament, um, Romans 8.18, the pain you're feeling can't compare to the joy that's coming. And um, it comforted me. But as a Jew, you know, we kind of, anything New Testament or anything, it's like, oh, okay. You know, we sort of push it away. And it's not to be disrespectful, it's just because it's not from our culture and our people. Um, but then it was the only thing that sort of had that just those words alone had like touched the grief a little bit. So I've always been pretty cool with God. And I, in my car, I said, God, if you're trying to tell me that Jesus is the way, you're going to have to hit me over the freaking head with it. Cause I am <laughs> dense. <laughs> oh, but PS don't make it bad. <laughs> Not too you hard. Know, <laughs> I'll get the hint the good way. And he heard me and I sometimes hesitate to tell this story because, you know, who wouldn't want to feel like a seismic wave of love? But that's what I needed. God knew that I had to get past my own ego and my own belief of who I am. And I knew that it was right because as I'm sitting here feeling this healing and freaking out, by the way, um, Johnny in his sermon said, you know, sin, people think about it as, you know, adultery and stealing and adults wearing skinny jeans after 40. <laughs> but really what it is, I'll never forget that line, I thought it was great. Still but, a sin. But sin is when God presents himself to you and he opens his hands to you and you think that your way is, is, is greater if you don't take that call. Hmm. That's what sin really is. And he may come to you in a real quiet whisper, he may come to you through, most likely will be a source that you don't expect. But he's, you ask and he'll come. Mm. Just don't turn away and don't let, you know, the intellect, and that doesn't mean you have to take that away, but feel it first. The intellect will come. Everything will line up. So that's what he said, like right after I had my experience. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so um, I really want to thank Christ Church. I want to thank um, the friends that came today and my family. It has not been easy for my family. Um, you know, and I really appreciate them, us being able to talk honestly and hold each other and love each other. If anything, my, my devotion to Christ is strengthening my family and my love for my husband. Mm -hmm. um, it's made me really a better version of myself. And he always calls me on my stuff. So it's a constant process. It's not done today. And so I'm talking longer than I should have, and I apologize. <laughs>
we knew that was, yeah. but that was it. And so I just, I wanna thank you all for your support. I wanna thank Holly and Sarah and Johnny. I've had many, many coffees with them, arguing with him all the time. I always tell, like, he used to say how him and Brian before he died would say, oh, we wanna convert everybody. And then I could see Brian going to Jesus. You know what would be funny? Let, let's do Karen Appel, because she's a pain in the neck. And she's gonna question him on everything. I just feel like it's it's Brian's blessing she's and the real one, joke, she. but in the best possible I love way. It. So ha huh. <laughs> Let's um Thank let you. me offer a prayer. So I'm gonna invite you guys to come a little further again, uh, everyone, and then uh, Karen and Lily just slightly in front, and then let's pray for them, okay? God, you have given yourself to each of these two daughters. You have known them from before time began and watched them every day of their life. You know the things that make them ache and make them afraid. You know their deepest longings. And you have met them in your son, Jesus Christ. And so I pray today that you would begin in them what you have already started and continue what you have already started, the joy of knowing you, our Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen.